السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفاه وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفاه صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم ما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم My most respected elders and our dear brothers and young friends Every human being is in constant need of improvement and of self-empowerment. And we have entered a new Gregorian year and because we work in a system and we live in a world that evolves around this particular calendar and time frame, therefore we also have to be cognizant about the developments that take place around this particular calendar and time frame. We as Muslims, as believers, Allah has given us a unique way of life. We have a beautiful deen to follow. And everything in our deen is defined and it is prescribed and it is revealed to us. So as far as our calendar is concerned, we know we follow the Hijri calendar and there is great wisdom behind the Islamic calendar. The calculation of the Hilal, of the Islamic months, the calculation of the age of a person also is different as far as the Islamic calculation because we follow the lunar calendar and like that, as far as zakat calculation is concerned, it is important for accuracy that zakat is calculated via the lunar calendar and not the solar calendar, etc. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran al-Kareem, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ anil ahilla. They ask your Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the months, about the calendar, and the explanation is given regarding this particular question. However, in this time that we have for Jumu'ah today, I thought we will discuss something which is simple but also very relevant and pertinent to each and every one of us, and that is the need for our empowerment. And empowerment is a very big word. Normally when we speak about empowerment, we think of business, we think of trade, we think of skills, we think of economy. But there is also the development and the empowerment of the self, of the human being, of the community, of the society. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with that means and revelation that is most empowering. One of the most empowering things that a person can do for himself 
is to be a learner of the Quran al-Kareem, to be a student of the Quran Sharif. And uh, when we speak about learning and students, then we think of the madrasa. We think of the formal channel where our children and students go to the madrasa to learn the Quran al-Kareem, either hives or to learn to recite it, etc. But the empowerment of the Quran al-Kareem is far beyond the doors of the madrasa and the doors of the masjid. The Quran al-Kareem empowers a person in every facet and aspect of life. And the greatest favor that we will be able to do for ourselves is to become true seekers, true learners, real students of the Quran al-Kareem. And indeed, my dear friends, each and every one of us, I sitting here, regard myself to be the lowest student or the smallest student of the Quran al-Kareem. Because the Quran Sharif, the word of Allah, the Kalamullah, is so dynamic and profound and deep and special that the more a person seeks it, the more a person absorbs the Quran al-Kareem within his, himself, the more a person finds the need to learn and to understand the Quran al-Kareem. So each and every one of us have a relationship with the Quran Sharif by virtue of our faith. Our faith is premised on the Quran al-Kareem. The kalima tayyiba emanates from the Quran al-Kareem. There is the, zikr, the zikr of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is embedded in the Quran al-Kareem. So each and every one of us have a principal relationship with the Qur'an Sharif. However, this relationship needs to grow, it needs to advance, it must flourish, and it must permeate a person. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to do with the Qur'an al-Kareem. This is the relationship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to enjoy with the Qur'an al-Kareem. It should not be a distant relationship. It must not be a casual relationship. And it must not be a once-off relationship. A once-a-year relationship. Or a once-in-a-while relationship. But the Qur'an Sharif must become an integral part of our life and our learning. And why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala desires this for us is because a person will only enjoy the true substance of life a person will only understand the true reality of life, the true value of life, when a person understands the true value and the reality of the Qur'an al-Kareem. And that is why we find that the pious scholars of the past, the sages of the past, they were so committed and devoted to the Qur'an al-Kareem that we would find narratives of scholars who would stand in front of the Baytullah the Kaaba Sharif, and they would take one one verse of the Quran, and for half a night, for quarter night, sometime for an entire night, they would ponder over this ayah, they would contemplate over the verse, and they would ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them the understanding of that verse, the reality of that verse. Because the Quran al Kareem. Every chapter, every verse has so much of reality and depth in it 
a great scholar Ibn al-Qayyim Jawzi rahmatullah says this scholar is of such a caliber that 200,000 Jews of his time had accepted Islam on his hands so we can understand his caliber and his knowledge and his influence upon the people of that time he has written a tafsir and a commentary on one ayah of the Quran al-Kareem and the name and the title of that commentary is Madajiru Salikin Fi Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in meaning the journey of the seeker, of the learner of the Quran in this one verse of the Quran Sharif Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in He's written a commentary of three volumes. Can we imagine the depth? Can we imagine the thinking behind this particular scholar's work? But it gives us an idea of the profoundness of the Quran al-Kareem, of the greatness of the Quran al-Kareem. Another commentator of the Quran al-Kareem, whose name we may have heard, Imam Fakhruddin al-Razi, who has the famous commentary known as Tafsir Ar-Razi or it is also known as Tafsir Kabir he has said that if or how I wish he expresses and desire that my contemplation over Surah Al-Fatiha I am able to draw 10,000 points 10,000 points from contemplating over the commentary and the reality and the understanding of Surah Al-Fatiha. The greatest Surah of the Qur'an, the most significant chapter of the Qur'an, the opening chapter of the Qur'an, Fatihatul Kitab. So many names have been given to the Surah alone. Sab'am minal mathani, the seven great verses of the Qur'an Al-Kareem. Nonetheless, the idea is, my dear friends, to ask for us to unravel, for us to unpack this great divine ni'mat and favor and bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Because for some reason or the other, we all find ourselves lacking in this empowerment, in this knowledge, in this learning, in this seeking. We can't seem to give it a priority in our life. If we have to all assess ourselves and ask ourselves that what part of Qur'an do I know? What is my learning of the Qur'an al-Kareem? What is my relationship with the understanding and the message of the Qur'an al-Kareem? And each of us can ask, answer that question for ourselves. But the idea is to motivate ourselves, to empower ourselves. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a person through the Qur'an al-Kareem to understand His greatness. Because a person will only be able to truly live life with purpose and with objectivity when a person understands the greatness of Allah Rabbul Alameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this reality, my dear friends. The Quran al-Kareem is too great, it is too deep, it is profound to even speak about it. A person has to have knowledge to speak about the Quran al-Kareem. Where is our knowledge and what do we know? 
We are just scratching the surface of it. But even the person who is scratching the surface to inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take him on that journey and let him reach his station. That is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah wa ta'ala to make us from Ahlul Qur'an. And let us become true learners of the Qur'an al-Kareem. Let us make this a priority in our life. We have a lot of priorities. We have a lot of things that are on our minds. We have a lot of things that are happening in our life. And there is no problem with that. Life has to move on. We have to do what we have to do. But we cannot deprive ourselves. We cannot fall short of the greatest priority of our life. And that is Al-Quran Al-Kareem. Because we will never understand the greatness of Allah Rabbul Alameen if we have not opened the Quran and if we have not understood or tried to understand the Quran Sharif. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to teach us. Allah wants us to understand who He is. What is the greatness of Allah? What is the grandeur and the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that is why one of the most profound themes, a consistent theme in the Quran Al-Kareem, is the greatness of Allah Rabbul Alameen. The wahdaniyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala in verses beautifully, beautifully explains, unpacks His greatness, His wahdaniyat, His majesty, His mastery over His creation. الله يعلم ما تحمل كل أنثى وما تغيد الأرحام وما تزداد. Allah speaks about the secret of the womb, that which is regarded to be a darkness within the darkness. الله يعلم ما تحمل كل أنثى. Allah is fully aware of everything that transpires within the womb of every creature that is carrying its baby. Or it's carrying that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is creating within its womb. Can there be something more outstanding than this? Something more profound? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His knowledge is so deep, His sight is so deep, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is cognizant of that, which even the bearer of that is not aware the mother carrying, that creature that is carrying that baby, sometimes does not even know that she is expecting. But Allah is aware of it. And not only that, وَمَا تَغِيدُ الْأَرْحَامُ وَمَا تَزْدَادُ Allah is aware of the term of that expectancy. Whether it's going to be a short, whether it's going to be premature, or whether it's going to be a delayed uh, pregnancy, or whatever the case may be. وَمَا تَغِيدُ الْأَرْحَامُ وَمَا تَزْدَادُ وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ عِنْدَهُ بِمِقْدَارِ Allah says everything is in a perfect measure in the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكُلُّ شَيْءٍ إِنَّهُ بِمِقْدَارِ عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ الْكَبِيرُ الْمُتَعَالِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ The one who is fully knowledgeable of everything that is unseen. Not only the aspect of the womb, not only that which is hidden from the eye of the carrier of that baby, but Allah is aware of everything that is unseen. Al-Kabir, Allah is the greatest. Al-Muta'al, Allah is the most high. Sawa'um minkum, man asarra al-qawl, wa man jahara bihi. Allah's profoundness, His knowledge, His vision, His sight of things is such 
that it is equal to him, that which is moving in the darkness of the night, or it is moving about in the light of the day. There are animals and creatures and insects that are nocturnal. They wait for the night to come out to do whatever they have to do. Allah is fully aware of that system, that part of the, of, of the 24 hours. And Allah is aware of us who come out in the day and the other animals that come out in the day. Mustaghfin bil-layl wasaribun bil-nahar It's equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is imploring the reader. Allah is stimulating our conscience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling on our intellect. Ponder, reflect, think, contemplate, use the aql, and absorb the reality of the Qur'an al-Kareem. This is the essence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to absorb, my dear friends. Its recitation of the Qur'an is a great thing and we must recite Qur'an, Sharif, because that is one way in which we imbibe the Qur'an. That is one way in which the Qur'an begins to permeate ourselves. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to use all the faculties. Absorb the Qur'an al-Kareem through our eyes. That the Qur'an Sharif's effect is such that it does not only benefit a person who reads it, but merely looking at the Qur'an al-Kareem. The sight of the Qur'an al-Kareem has an impact on the heart of a believer. And this is another assessment that we should do. That when we see the Qur'an, when we see a mushaf, what happens to us? What transpires in my heart? Am I just looking at another book? Is it just pages? Or is this the kalamullah, the word of Allah? The revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to mankind. So when a true believer looks at the Qur'an al-Kareem, there is something that happens in his heart. There is something that moves. Because this is absorption. So let us absorb the Qur'an through our eyes. And that is why listening to the Qur'an al-Kareem carries more reward than reciting the Qur'an al-Kareem. Because you can absorb the Qur'an through one's ears. And which believer does not enjoy the beautiful recitation of the Qur'an al-Kareem in Ramadan, the Haram Sharif, the Taraweeh? Subhanallah. It brings tears to the eyes. It makes the heart melt. This is Qur'an al-Kareem entering and being absorbed. And then the touch. To touch the Qur'an al-Kareem, my dear friends. A person hasn't started recitation, but the relationship is so profound, it is so deep, it is so beautiful, that the person touches the Qur'an al-Kareem and he benefits. Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to take the Qur'an al-Kareem, place it on his eyes, he used to place it on his lips, he used to place it on his forehead. That attachment, that bond. Today in psychology they speak about the effect of touch. Just as to digress a little bit, there was one person in India actually, he's got an orphanage, he runs an orphanage for his orphan children. And he says one little boy had come, he was about five or six years old. And this boy was so delinquent, if you can use that word, he would listen to no one and nothing. He would pull off the charts from the wall and he would just be a complete whatever a little boy of that age would be called. Uncontrollable. And everyone there in the center did not know what to do with him. No one knew how to handle him. This person says that I called this young boy by his name 
he came to me. I held him and I placed my lips on his forehead. And I kept my lips on his forehead for 30 seconds. And then I then addressed him by his name and I told him, now go and sit in your place. He says, this youngster, this boy, completely calmed down. All what he was doing, he stopped it, he went and sat down and he calmed off completely. So he said, what was it? It was that love, it was that touch, that human touch. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept this bond with the Qur'an al-Kareem for us. That even touching the Qur'an al-Kareem, looking at the Qur'an al-Kareem, reciting the Qur'an al-Kareem, that is where the relationship of absorption of the Qur'an al-Kareem starts. So we can imagine that the learner of the Qur'an al-Kareem has so many avenues and so many dimensions to develop and establish this love. And then when a person begins to recite the Qur'an al-Kareem, then there is absorption through the heart. Subhanallah. So all the other faculties are external, the eyes, the ears, the touch. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows that Qur'an to be absorbed through the heart. And the greater the relationship, the deeper the relationship, the more it permeates the system of a person. And then a person begins to understand the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when a person recites that Qur'an, وَهُوَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ He is Allah. La ilaha illahu. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all praise. Allah is no beginning. Allah has no end. لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ وَلَهُ الْحُكْمُ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ And for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the entire kingdom. All decisions, everything lies in the control and decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my dear friends, Qur'an al-Kareem is the empowerment that we need to be able to navigate the challenges that we have today. And when a person then understands the greatness of Allah Taala, and he absorbs this understanding of Allah Ta'ala's greatness, power and majesty, the next thing happens. And the next thing that happens is a person begins to understand and realize his insignificance. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to achieve. That, O oh man, O oh insan, learn who I am and learn who you are. This is the essence of life. This is the lesson of life. Allah wants us to understand he, who He is and understand who we are. What is my reality? And when I understand my reality, my insignificance, my unworthiness, and the unworthiness of what I have and what I can do, and who I am, then everything in this world opens up to a person. The understanding of everything opens up to a person. A person now sees everything through the right lens. He looks, he looks at everything with the correct perspective. The greatness of Allah the oneness of Allah, the majesty of Allah, the qudra and power of Allah, and the insignificance and the unworthiness of insan and man. And then this journey now of life becomes an easy journey. It becomes doable. It becomes workable. And it becomes successful. 
Because the man and that insan is not going to misplace himself. He is not going to do what he is not supposed to do because he has understood everything. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to grant us this understanding. The other point I will make, and there are so many other things that we would like to say in this short time, but the one more point that we understand from this is that despite this apparent gulf between the master who is most high and one and alone and the servant and the slave who is absolutely weak and unworthy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed the relationship to be one of closeness and friendship. So the outward manifestation seems that we are far, Allah is high, Allah is great, and man is where he is. But through the Quran al-Kareem, and through this absorption, and through this learning, and through this seeking, subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to reach him. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kabaathnita ala nafsik. We can never reach the praise or worthiness of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anta kabaathnita ala nafsik, ya Allah. You are as you are, you have praised yourself. However, the learner and the seeker is one who continues to probe, he continues to try, he continues to learn, he continues seeking. And in that manner, he begins to unfold or he begins to unravel or unveil the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his understanding. And this is what brings a person al-ma'rifa as it is known. Recognition. Through Allah ta'ala dhikr. Through adopting and developing the correct traits, good character. When a person understands his reality, the first thing that happens is he becomes a good human being. He bring, becomes a humble person. He brings humility into his life. He becomes polite. He becomes gentle. He's easygoing. He's generous. He goes towards that which is good. And he avoids that which is wrong and unlawful. These are the traits that begin to permeate within a person's system. And this is the essence again that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Al-Quran, understanding Al-Quran, reading Al-Quran, knowing Al-Quran and learning Allah and knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person is able to achieve the purpose of life by developing himself into a good true human being with all the beautiful qualities that a mu'min and a believer should have. He becomes a person who now becomes worthy of emulation. He becomes worthy of emulation. Because when people see him, they see goodness in him. They see safety in him. They see protection in him. They see generosity in him. They see calmness in him. They see softness in him. And these are the qualities of the sunnah and the seerah. These are the qualities of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these few words, may he give us the understanding of the Qur'an al-Kareem. May Allah Ta'ala make us the true students and learners of Qur'an Sharif. And may Allah Ta'ala allow the Qur'an Sharif to permeate our very essence and being. Wa akhiru da'awana